contracts and cocktails where we put that real-ish back into relationships and we put the relationships back into real estate where they belong. Not transactional, relational business, right? Because you guys are not cattle. We're your hosts, Jess, Corey, and Pat. And we, again, we're all about relationships. So uh, this week, uh, <clears throat> topic is going to be uh, Jess's choosing. Um, she is going to uh, talk about uh, sellers and how we can um, properly educate and oh I had the right word for it Jess like I literally just said it it's good educate and it's not training them it's manage um, yeah yeah manage not like controlling more of like parenting yeah you can think of it that way, parenting. Uh, you threw real estate, like from before you list a house all the way through. Uh, and then Corey, of course, is going to hit you with Fun Fact Friday, which we like to start off with. Um, I like to start off with it personally, just selfishly. Uh, and uh, we're also healthier this week, right? Like I had a sinus infection. We all, we collectively sounded like garbage. <clears throat> Uh, Rachel didn't even recognize. She was like, is that you? She just heard it in the background. I was like, yeah, that's me. It's not I was down for the count until like today. I have been like napping and popping medication and going through boxes of tissues. But somehow today we're doing all right. My mucus is finally like clear. It's not. That's like, That's necessary. Well, I mean, you know, you get an infection <laughs> and it's like dark brown and you're like, uh okay so sick no i never had that yeah it's allergies i'm telling you <laughs> oh that's right you haven't had allergies before you wouldn't know uh so let's get off of mucus and get on to fun fact friday <laughs> so Corey, go ahead and hit us with it all right all right um so we're gonna keep it st louis themed again um okay so Plain simple. Um, this St. Louis, and you say you can call it a venue or an attraction, attraction. was an attraction, um, was the first of its kind and was and still is the largest of its kind in the United States. How's that sound? I like it. Okay. Hmm. All right, one more time. This attraction in St. Louis was the first and was and is still the largest in the United States. Ah. Of its kind. Of its kind, yeah. Okay. okay. I'm not going to give any hints because apparently my hints are too obvious. Well, I call it a venue. That I mean, it's kind of a venue. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it, works. it works. Venue attraction. Yeah. Exactly. Venue is like probably the most generous hint for this week. I mean, it is because you can have events there besides its main purpose. Aha, look at you tiptoeing through the tulips. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was there. like, I'll pick those adjectives correctly. <laughs> I got there. <laughs> hmm. 
Mm. Uh, oh, by the way, my cocktail this week is a Heineken uh, Zero Zero. <clears throat> it has alcohol in it, by the way. Okay, like minute. <laughs> the Zero Zero is not supposed to. Right. It does. Actually, no, it like, doesn't. So, like, O'Doul's and, like, Bush N.A. all have, like, like little amounts of alcohol. But, like, yeah. Heineken Zero Zero and, like, Bud Zero, those are supposed to be, like, completely alcohol-free. I know. Alcohol-free malt beverage. <clears throat> but Calvin it's not like Patrick's stuff. drinking it because he's an alcoholic in recovery. He's drinking it no. to healthier lifestyle choices. Alcohol There's a difference. In case, mm-hmm. uh, for those of you watching um, on your phones or laptops i wasn't about to say desktops i haven't seen a desktop okay well mm. false there are desktops out there technically i guess i guess if you i, I think game. a lot of people are using desktops for like gaming. gaming or like if you're like an at-home like hardcore corporate office person yeah or a teacher yes yeah. teachers, teachers be using those or if you're still in office running a business yeah so there's a lot of people using desktops yeah patrick (laughs) okay that's fine like i didn't want to like sound archaic whenever i said it and then i was like wait a second that's stupid because i do still use desktops anyway all right jess go off okay no it's not (laughs) i mean like i do have a rant i do have a rant to back up my point but (laughs) my point itself is not a rant because we've talked a ton about this market what you have to do as a buyer to get competitive like how crazy it is for buyers um but we haven't really talked about like the seller side of it and so like yeah it's a seller's market no you don't have to do much to like sell your house for a shit ton of money but what if you were an extra educated seller who did put in just a little bit of effort to sell your house then what that's right. my point. <clears throat> because we do, we have before the videos are out there um, in the web reverse of uh, what to do to get your house ready to put on the market. We've done it for years. Mm. And we always tweak it because every year is different. Over two years have been the same. So hardly been the same. Um, which sidebar three years ago is whenever we listed uh childress and got childress on a contract mm-hmm. <clears throat> in think, two days with multiple offers which was not common back then no and that's why i posted i'm like oh like six to seven if you got like six or seven offers it was like whoa like that's a lot and i remember people at k-dub at the time who were like oh man like i got like 10 offers on this house. Can you believe that? Like 10? Oh my gosh. Like, how do you, how do you navigate through those? And now we're like, I'm sorry. You got six offers on your house. Only got six. (laughs) What did you do wrong? Mm. Somebody didn't underprice their house enough. (laughs) Anyway. So sellers, if you put in the extra effort, if you truly prepare as you should prepare, then what? So give me a few examples of that extra effort though. And like, what are these preparation steps that people could be doing? 
fair, fair. Um, <coughs> step one, I think always, no matter the market, is meet with an agent before you're ready to list, preferably us. Like Love. when you have that hair on the back of your neck stand up, probably whenever you're going through Zillow and like looking at homes, as soon as you open the Zillow app, <laughs> stop and call your agent. Like you said, preferably us, but stop and call an agent and be like, I'm f like going on Zillow. Perfect. If you hire us, we don't push you. We like to educate you so that you make your informed decisions. So we're not going to be like, awesome. Like, let's get ready to sell your house. No, we ask questions, but continue on. No, like that, that's exactly it. I would never be upset about meeting with a seller sooner rather than later to just talk about what the process looks like and what they should do to get their home ready. So whether that's uh, big repairs, little repairs, no repairs, um, or whether it's having our stager come for a consultation and kind of advise you on how to manipulate your furniture and depersonalize, or if it's a vacant house, still going through the staging process, even in this market, is going to be worth the investment. Just talking about all of that before you're like, oh, shit, I need to list my house tomorrow. What do I do? I think something with this market that goes into it which is i mean it's not always the case but like you if you get too ahead of yourself and you need to also buy and buying is not the easiest right now so if you're like hitting us up and you're like cool i want to list my house like in two days and i'm like cool have you found a house because that takes a little bit longer than like two days usually now you know so which we have a number of people who have to sell in order to buy. So for those of you watching or listening or whatever, like this is something that we preach constantly because it's one of those things you learn by error, right? So we've screwed up before, advise our clients not super great, we fall on the sword and we're like, well, we kind of dropped the ball on that. Sorry. We put a standard and principle in place and then boom, now we can educate our next clients better and put them on the right path. So that's why we're speaking from more of experience than just the mm -hmm. young lads and lass that we are. <clears throat> what that's worth but just putting in the extra effort and knowing what's going on hiring an agent that is still going to advise you if you need to stage when you're going to take professional photography because that's not an if anymore that's a when um just guiding you through the whole process in advance and like having paperwork ready to go it's as simple as instead of having to wait on a seller's disclosure or like a condo packet or something like that. Just like start getting it ready or at least know that it's coming so that when you go under contract and you have five, seven things that you suddenly need to like get to these people ASAP, it's not stressful. Like it's just ready to go. 
Mm-hmm. Would you like my story now? Yes. Okay. okay. I have a client who has recently purchased a property. Um, ah. Get your popcorn and popcorn and sodas for this one, folks. Okay. The property was listed with like not great photos. I'm not going to sit here and talk massive shit because I'm not trying to like dog on an agent or anything like that. They were cell phone quality and they weren't comprehensive of the space. My client still thought it was worth it to go see. So did a few other people. It was fine. Um, But at the end of the day, they only got two offers on the property. That's kind of weird right now. Like, and it wasn't even like a... Uh, a few we didn't go see it the first like day or anything i mean it was still like less than a week okay but less than a weird right so like meh when we got there the space itself is fine but it could have used like a really great top to bottom deep clean basic (laughs) shit like vacuum the carpets get the dust out of the bathrooms like it is a vacant house so nobody's living there to like constantly be maintaining it but I think and and my client has said the same thing that just like just a basic good cleaning would have done a huge huge job here now you definitely could have taken it a step further and staged it and I 100% recommend that but that's beside the point so they had the property listed for a certain amount of money. We offered $4,000 more than that, escalating up to $14,000 more than that. I was going to say, use like 150 as your starting point or 100,000, because that's way easier to do that. Five to 15K. (laughs) And then this agent did try and get us to waive our appraisal because apparently that's what the competing offer was doing, but they liked that we had different terms. Um, and we weren't fully comfortable with that, but we committed to like, we committed to agreeing to pay our initial offer price. So that $5,000 over. Okay. It underappraised. How much? By $3,000 under list. Which was? $8,000 less than our offer. There it is. And so what does that make it? 20, uh, 21,000 less than the escalation price or something like that? No, <clears throat> I do think that had it been cleaned and staged, it probably would have appraised for more. I don't know that for certain. <sighs> the odds are super high, in my opinion, super high. Yeah. Um, so long story short, we did wind up coming to a win-win solution. The, uh, my client still decided she wanted to buy the house. We um, were able to negotiate based on inspections to kind of come up with something that made everyone happy but it was just a weird situation because like she she could have been stuck paying $21,000 more than appraised value and it's probably not even that's probably not even fair because once she moves in cleans it up puts her stuff in there it's probably already going to be worth more just because it's going to look nicer but <clears throat> what if we would have just done that from the start yeah, I, I would say from like a um, buyer's agent perspective, like more often than not, 
nine out of 10, maybe more than that times that I show anybody a home, young, young couple, what doesn't matter what, who you are. I hear the words. If, if they like it, the phrase is somewhere in there says, wow, this is like, it's really well-maintained. It's clean and well-maintained. And like you, it's consistent. Like it doesn't matter if they're 22. It doesn't matter if they're 60. Like it's one of the first things they notice within the first couple minutes of walking around the house. Like it's cleaned. It's well-maintained. They actually cared about, it was a home to them. So they cared about it. And it, cause it, it goes from, oh, you cleaned, you know, your fans and the baseboards. Well, that means that you probably kept up with the HVAC and the water and the roof and you've cared about the property. So it's, it's a lot deeper than what people think it is. It's huge. That was one of the things that Rachel and I talked about when we bought this house, which this house, let me start here. This house, uh, over appraised meaning from an appraiser standpoint we came in with instant equity in the house i believe largely due to the way that the inside looked because i think if all the lights would have been on curtains drapes all that stuff everything would have been opened up the natural light would have been let in would have been set up that way and like, I don't know what furniture was left or whatever, um, but I think if that stuff was left here, if it wasn't here, and if it looked the way that it looked like whenever we came in view, because that's what I do. I just start opening up all the windows and everything. I think if it looked like that whenever an appraiser got there, totally different, probably would have appraised for more money. Yeah. Anyway, I'm kind of convoluting or kind of muddying the water on that one but um yeah there's a lot you can do simple stuff but also not simple stuff sometimes you got to hear it from a professional but sometimes it's common sense i just think it's worth it even in a seller's market where you could stick the biggest piece of shit on the market and sell it for more than you asked for i think if you just put in the effort that you would put in in a normal market to sell your home it's going to pay off i'll hail back to the point real quick the second point that i had which was she the homeowner here had she touched up everything everything she patched all of the holes in the walls all of them patched them all up repainted like retouched up painted everything i can tell because there was um drywall sawdust on the baseboards <clears throat> it's it's called what 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 is actually called a motivated seller but it's interesting because she said whenever we were here from her mouth because she was here during the inspections um that she was not educated well, hmm. not communicated with well. <clears throat> she didn't really understand a whole lot what was going on. She wasn't really told a whole lot. That's unfortunate. Yeah. 
So like, hmm. Mm. Sucks. Like there's a part of me that's like, I wish that I could tell you to just like fire him and then we all can work out something else <laughs> on the side. Like, why don't we terminate this? You fire him and then we'll work this out on the side. That's wrong. We all know it's wrong. And I'm kind of a to- moot point since you were, you know, under contract to buy it. Right. Like <laughs> we're gonna buy the house regardless. Uh it's actually a funny story. Uh, the guy who bought the house next door <clears throat> put an offer on this house. Oh. Ashley <laughs> and I met him last weekend. There's four 23-year-olds living next door. <laughs> but he is renting it to the three other guys, all that good shit. So um, I was like, yeah, there's no way you were going to get this house. <laughs> <laughs> you are not losing it. I was there for that conversation. I was like, oh, if only he knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no, man. You aren't going to get it. You can have the pool. <laughs> Which, I mean, they have a nice pool. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's beside the point. You guys don't care about my neighbor. Um, you guys being listeners. Um, that's really it. So reach out to us um, whenever that first hair... We, for example, we have somebody who's wanting to list in July. July. Oh, yeah, like that's not that far away. End of July. Huh? That's still not that far away. No. If, especially if there's stuff that needs to be done. But it gives this person a good runway. Yeah. Right. So, you know. Yep. For me, that's a lot of time in this market. I appreciate the proactiveness. Mm-hmm. Proactivity? Uh, that's the word that I thought of, but I don't think that's a word. I'm going to look it up right now. Folks, we're going to need you to hold on for a second. I'm just going to go ahead and wrap oh, up the I show guess. whenever we get this uh, figured out here. Is uh, proactivity or proactive behavior refers to self-initiated behavior that endeavors uh, to solve a problem before it has occurred. Okay. Proactivity. Nice. I guess we're throwing in a word of the day here on the podcast. <laughs> I will not give you the... Wrapping up with the word of the day. Origin, right. Uh, this is the second time that we've gone into, like, almost spelling the type of... That's true. <laughs> Two weeks mm-hmm. ago, I gave you mm-hmm. a word. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we'll give you this, and that is a fond farewell for this week. Killed it. Okay. Nailed it. <clears throat> what what a transition. Uh, on behalf of Jess, Corey, and myself, we from Arch and Park Properties, Broker by EXP Realty, wish you all the very best. Uh, stay stay well out there. We'll catch up with you guys next time. Bye. Bye.